What's up, boys? Coming at you with another week of fantasy hockey and another fantasy podcast. We got week two action. We've got some matchup scores coming your way. We've got our first round production of each team's players in the first round of the draft and how they performed in the last week. We've got matchup reviews where we take a look at the top performers for each team and the goalies. Okay, we've got transactions from the last week. Are they making an impact or are we just doing them for the sake of doing them? We've got some power rankings where we're going to rank the standings 1 to 8. Okay, those got flipped upside down in the last week. And then we'll have a week, uh, a look at the week so far from Monday and Tuesday's action and where each matchup sits. And then have a look at where it's going to go from Wednesday on into the weekend. Okay, so sit tight, buckle up, and here we go. Twenty-four weeks, eight teams, one Champions Cup. You're listening to Champions Cup Radio with your host, Corey Dutai. All right, boys, we're back here with another episode of Champions Cup Radio. Week two action. It brought some, maybe some upsets if you want to call them that, but it looks like a couple teams really finding their stride right now and chugging along. And that would be Murdo's Turtles and the Thorn Burners. They come out of the gate at 2 0. Okay, I know it's a small sample size, but both of them look pretty good. Uh, again, we've got a whole slew of teams now at 1-1, one and one, and then a couple bottom feeders just like the New Jersey Devils, Bubs Badgers, and the McLean's Monsters sitting there at 0-2 in the standing. So let's jump right into some matchups here. So this was our first seven-day matchup. It went from October 7th to the 13th. And some of the scores, Murdo's Turtles improved 2-0 with a 225.7 win over the Deuces Kings, who now go to 1-1. One they scored 133.7 on the week. Hattrick Hayden improved to 1-1 with a 203.4 victory over McLean's Monsters, who fall to 0-2 after scoring 130.8 points on the week. Straw Straw has also improved to 1-1 after a poor performance in Week 1, but they were able to overcome Bubs Badgers. That was a tight matchup. Bubs Badgers go to 0-2 after scoring 180.8. The Thorns Burners, they improved to 2 or yes, 2-0, sorry, 185.8 over the Menacing Malkins, who go to 1-1 with a 147.5 score on the week. The highest score of the week goes to Murdo's Turtles once again at 225.7. And the low score of the week is the McLean Monsters at 130.8. So let's take a look at the first round production of each team. Again, this is looking at only the first round picks of each team and how they did in the past week. Okay, so again, we'll include the total of points that they've accumulated so far on the year. And then you kind of get to uh, kind of get a, a drift of what's going on for each team's first pick. And we'll actually include this time kind of a redraft. And we'll do that week to week as if it's based on who is leading total points right now and where they would have been picked based on that if we did the draft over so for the first overall pick in the real draft menace and malkins chose connor mcdavid this past week mcdavid put up had three games he put up two goals five assists 10 shots on goal for 22.8 fantasy points he now has a total of 38.3 fantasy points second overall murdo's turtles they chose nikita kucherov 
This past week, he had two games with two goals, two assists, two shots, 12.4 points, and he now has a total of 18.7 points. Third overall, Thorns Burner selected Nathan McKinnon. This week, McKinnon had two games played, one goal, two assists, six shots on goal, and 9.2 fantasy points for a total of 17.3 fantasy points thus far in the year. Fourth overall, Straws Straws. They selected Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. In four games this week, Crosby put up three goals, four assists, a huge week, 12 shots on goal for 20.8 points for a total now of 30.1. So coming off a slow start, he picked it up this past week, and he's rolling here now. So now we go to the fifth overall pick, Bubs Badgers. He selected Alexander Ovechkin in the last week. Ovi had three games played, three goals, one assist, 10 shots on goal, 15.5 points, and a total now of 21.9 fantasy points. Sixth overall, Hattrick Hayden. He chose John Tavares. Three games played, one goal, one assist for Tavares, three shots on goal, 5.8 fantasy points for a total now of 14.2 fantasy points. At number seven overall, Deuces King selected Steven Stamkos. Two games played now, one goal, three assists, six shots on goal, 12.7 fantasy points for a total now of 21.9 fantasy points. And to round out the draft, McLean's Monsters at eighth picked Patrick Kane, and it's been a slow start for Kane as this past week, two games played, no goals, one assist, four shots on goal, and four fantasy points for now a total of 11.4 fantasy points. So again, lots of different guys putting up different numbers there based on the first round. And again, some teams could find you know, their top picks hitting hard and, and hitting well for, for fantasy-wise, and other teams may have to count on that depth moving forward until those stars can start lighting it up. So if we did a redraft as of right now, just based on the total fantasy points that these players have put up, it would look like this. It would be number one, Connor McDavid. Number two, Sidney Crosby. Number three and number four are actually tied exactly on for total points. Alex Ovechkin and Steven Stamkos. Number five would be Nikita Kucherov. Number six is Nathan McKinnon. Number seven is John Tavares. And number eight is Patrick Kane. So again, you're, you see some teams getting some value out of their first round pick. And others, you know, kind of counting on some depth of, of their other players there to keep their uh to keep the momentum going forward and again you kind of see where um Patrick Kane is struggling right now from McLean's Monsters and you kind of see it reflect in their team game where they're they're also struggling uh Bubs Badgers on the other hand you know OV with with 21.9 hasn't really been a reflection of the team uh Bubs Badgers also 0 and 2 so we'll see if they can uh, start to get some some other guys in their lineup uh going here as we move forward so now we'll take a look at the last week's matchups and we'll do a little bit of a review on each one. And the first one we'll start off with was Murdo's Turtles. Again, improving to 2 0 with 225.7 points over Deuces Kings, who go to 1 1 at 133.7. So this one really not even a close matchup. Uh, again, Murdo's Turtles really ran away with things, and you'll see when here as we get going. It was right off the bat pretty well. So Monday. Murdo's Turtles came out of the gate, 2.8 points 
to Deuces Kings 12.6. On Tuesday, though, Murdo's Turtles put up an 86.6 to Deuces Kings 19.4, and the matchup was pretty well over from there. Wednesday, 2.6 for Murdo's Turtles to 6.5 for Deuces Kings. Thursday, 56.5 for Murdo's Turtles, 44 for Deuces Kings. On Friday, the Turtles, 29.4 to Kings, 13. Saturday, pretty even, 33.5 for the Turtles to the Kings, 28.8. And on Sunday, the Turtles with 14.4 to the 9.4 for the Kings. So you see with Turtles really... Really won on some of the major days in, in game action. They put up some big numbers there on Tuesday and Thursday to really kind of secure their, their lead, and they never looked back, and they you know they put up some, some pretty big numbers. Although the Kings did leave 25.2 points on the bench, which could have helped them, but it still would not have been enough. The Turtles left only a mere 2.5 points on the bench, so that looks like a dangerous team thus far. We take a look at some of their top performers and their goalies. The Turtles, top performer of the last week, Max Pacioretty, two goals, five assists, 21 fantasy points. James Neal came in with five goals, 28.4 fantasy points. And Brent Burns with two goals, two assists, 16.8 fantasy points. In goal, Connor Hellebuck, Peter Mrazek, and John Gibson, they combined for a 5-1 record for, for the Turtles and 30.9 fantasy points. They ranked as the second highest goalie group of the week. The, the Deuces Kings top performers, <clears throat> Mark Stone, three goals, two assists, 17.6 fantasy points. Steven Stamkos with a goal and three assists for 12.7 fantasy points. And other than that, it was more, uh, more guys of just kind of the same. A couple guys hitting 10 points and then a lot of single-digit point getters. In goal, Price, Holpe, and Riddich. Uh, combined for a 1-2 record and a total of 2.7 fantasy points. They were the second last group of the week. So now we move on to the next matchup. It's Hattrick Hayden improving to 1-1 one one at 203.4 fantasy points scored versus McLean's Monsters who go to 0-2 with 130.8 points scored. On Monday, <clears throat> Hattrick Hayden jumped out to a quick lead, 12.7 to 2.7. On Tuesday, Hattrick Hayden put up 35.2 points as McLean Monsters put up 19.4. On Wednesday, Hattrick Hayden scored 21 fantasy points as the Monsters put up 17.1. On Thursday, though, this is where she starts to separate a little bit as Hattrick Hayden put up 47.6 points to McLean's Monsters 17.1 points. On Friday... Very tight here on this day, but very low scoring. Hattrick Hayden with 2.3 points to McLean's Monsters, 2.7 points. On Saturday, again, a little bit of a route here from Hattrick Hayden, 57.2 points to, to the Monsters, 39.9 points. On Sunday, Hattrick Hayden continued along his way, and he knew he was getting the win as he put up 27.5 points to the Monsters, 12.9. So really outscoring him on most days and putting up some decent numbers on the main days of NHL action. Points left on the bench, Hattrick Hayden with a very, very, very marginal 0.8 points left on the bench as the Monsters left 14.2 points on the bench, but it would not have made a difference. So we take a look at the top performers and goalies as well for this one. 
Patrick Hayden's top performer. Patrick Laine with two goals, six assists, 21.4 points. Mark Scheifele had two goals, five assists for 20.3 fantasy points. Drew Doughty with two goals and two assists for 15.6 fantasy points. In goal, Mark andre Fleury, Tuka Rask, and Martin Jones combined for a 5-1 record and 37.9 points. This was the top goalie group of the week, so you see Hattrick Hayden is getting a lot of value from his netminders right now. The Monsters' top performers, Brad Marchand, three goals and three assists for a solid 20.3 fantasy points. But after him, all other players had single-digit fantasy points on the week for the Monsters. And then you can you start to see where the Monsters were kind of falling off here in the last couple weeks. In net, Carter Hart, Andy Ranta, and Simeon Varlamov <clears throat> combined for a one-on-one record and 11.9 fantasy points. This was fifth amongst goalies for the week. We'll move on to Straws. Straws, who improved to 1-1 versus Bubs Badgers, who go to 0-2. Okay, so the Monday score for this matchup. The Straws Straws come out of the gate with only .5 points on the night as the Bubs Badgers put up 11.5. Tuesday, 40.7. For the for straws straws to a forty one point four for Bubs Badgers, so very tight matchup going on so far going into Wednesday. Wednesday we see straws straws put up twenty point four points to the Bubs Badgers fourteen point two fantasy points. On Thursday, straws straws have a huge night as they put up sixty seven point seven points. To the Bubs Badgers, 43.4 points. On Friday, Straws Straws come out and they put up only 8 points. However, Bubs Badgers are only able to manage 4.9 fantasy points. On Saturday, the Straws Straws come out and they put up 32.9 fantasy points. And however, to the good this time, Bob's Badger is able to put up 55.8 fantasy points, and they take a lead going into Sunday. But you can't just hold Sunday with no water. This is it is worth something on Sunday. I don't think that's a saying, but you know what? Doesn't matter. We're going with it. And Sunday, straws, straws, they come out and put up 15.9 points, as the Bob's Badgers only put up 9.7 points. And we're that close to earning a win, but if she don't count if you can't beat them. And the Bubs Badgers fall to the Straws Straws at a total of 185.7 to 180.8. That was the closest matchup of the week. It was an excellent matchup. I followed it the whole way through, just like I'm sure everybody else not involved with it did. And we knew going into Sunday that was going to be a big, big day for the Bubs Badgers that they wanted to win a game. And they just they didn't bring it. They didn't have it. And there's rumors going on right now that Bubs Badgers GM, Joel McLean, is looking to make moves. He's getting aggressive. He's an aggressive guy anyway. He's looking to make moves. And I don't know if he's going to be able to make them. He's got some old guys. He's looking to get rid of Voracek, Kessels from the rumor mill. And I, I just don't see where he's getting rid of them. But we'll see if he's able to make any moves. I just, I don't know. I don't know. As we look at the points left on the bench, the Badgers... This one, this one's going to sting a little bit here for the Badgers. As again, it may not be just points left on because of 
not setting the lineup, but it, it is also because of maybe selecting one guy to play over another. So it, it may not be a true reading of, well, you left X amount of points on, but you actually scored Y amount of points. Um, but it is similar to, a, in my mind, to a runner's left on base kind of thing where uh, maybe you had the bases loaded and you let a pitcher hit instead of pinch hitting and he rolls into a double play. Oh, well, you know, if I would have hit this guy, well, maybe he hits a double. Well, maybe, but you still, you didn't. You didn't play these guys. You left, you left points on the bench, okay? And this one's going to sting a bit here for the Badgers as the Straws left 4.4 fantasy points on the bench, but the Badgers left 12.9 fantasy points on the bench. It would have been enough, however you look at it, to propel them to their first win. However, they end up sitting 0-2 now, and and you know are talking about blowing up the whole team. So it's a little bit of panic, I would say, from the Badgers. I, I would say they're running around a bit right now, like they're like a chicken with their head cut off. I, I don't see them navigating too well. You know, they put a lot of a lot of emphasis into a results-oriented process, not kind of more focused on the small details that get there. You know, all they talk about is needing to win a fantasy championship. Oh, I need to win a fantasy champ. You know, it's it's the small things that get you there. And, you know, the Badgers, they just they don't see that whole picture. I don't think they're very narrow-minded, and now they're looking to blow up their team. I don't think it's the right decision, but it's not my decision to make. So now as we look at the top performers, Straws, Straws, top performer, Sidney Crosby, three goals, four assists, 20.8 fantasy points for Crosby on the week. Matthew Kachuk put up two goals, three assists for 15.8 fantasy points, and David Pasternak had Two goals, four assists for 16.6 fantasy points. Straws Straws had Sergei Bobrovsky and Robin Lehner in the net, but only one of them really was in the net as they combined for an 0-1 record and 0.8 fantasy points. That is just horrendous. And as you guessed it, that is dead last for goalies on the week. Now we move to the Badgers. Here we go. So they're top performers. Chris Letang with a goal and five assists, 16.4 fantasy points. Anze Kopitar, one goal, four assists for 14.3 fantasy points. And Alexander Ovechkin with three goals, one assist, 15.5 fantasy points. In nets, Andre Vasilevsky, Pekka Rinne, and Matt Murray combined for 4-1 record and 14.4 points. That ranked right in the middle for fourth highest on the list for goalies this week. Now, moving on away from the Burners, or sorry, the Badgers, we move to the Burners. And the Burners go to 2-0 on the week after beating the menacing Malkins, who go to 1-1 with a total of 185.8 to 147.5. And as we look at this matchup day by day, we see Monday, the menacing Malkins actually jumped out to a lead as the Thorns Burners put up 5.2 points, but the Malkins put up 9.3, so a very small lead, but it was a lead. We go into Tuesday, the Burners with a good day with 46.4 points. That's a good day, not a great day, but it's a good day. The Malkins also with a half-decent day, not a good day, it's a half-decent day, 34.7 fantasy points. On Wednesday, the Burners 13.4 points to the Malkins 8.9 points. On Thursday, sorry, I think I just said Thursday, that was Wednesday, so this is now Thursday. On Thursday, the Burners with 50.4 fantasy points to the Malkins 39, and you start to see a little bit of separation in this matchup here from the Burners. On Friday, 
just kind of as an extra cushion going into the weekend. The burners, 8.5 to the Malkins, 1.1. Start to get a little bit more separation, which he did need. As you see, on Saturday, they're very tight. The tightest day out of any as the burners put up 49 points as the Malkins answered with 48.4 points themselves. And on Sunday, the burners had 12.9 points to the Malkins 6.1 points. So again, it is a 40-point separation in the matchup score, but you can really see that it, it is just created by small little margins here and there. As Thursday is, is an 11-point win, and Wednesday is 5 points, and Tuesday is kind of that 12-point gap. There's no real day where the burners came out and put up 25 or 30 points higher than the Mulkins. It's very just very small little wins along the way and that's how the burner seems to be getting victories right now and we'll see if that holds up because i feel like they're a team that is exposed to perhaps a big big night from another team that may be able to jump over the burners the burners may not be able to answer with that big big night of their own that we've seen some teams put up so far that will get another team over top of the burners in that matchup so now we take a look at the points left on the bench. Pretty even here is the Burners, 6.5 to the Malkin, 7.1. Neither of those would have made too much of a difference in this matchup. The Burners' top performers, Leon Dreisaitl, pace them with three goals, three assists, 17.5 fantasy points. Nick Ehlers, two goals, one assist for 14.6 fantasy points. And that was all that the Burners really had to count on up front and on the back end for points. As we take a look at their goaltending, Ben Bishop, Phil Grubauer, Carter Hart, or sorry, Carter Hutton combined for a 3-0 record, 14.85. I have no idea where that number came from. 18.5 points to slide into third for goalies on the week. I just butchered that one. So I'll do it again here. Ben Bishop, Grubauer, and Hutton combined for a 3-0 record, 18.5 points to slide into third for goalies on the week. A little cleaner. However, the Mulkins' top performers, Connor McDavid with a huge week of two goals, five assists, 22.8 fantasy points. And John Carlson, two goals, five assists, and 19.9 fantasy points. Those are the two main guns for the Mulkins on the week. Freddie Anderson and Jordan Bennington combined for a 2-3 and three record and 3.2 fantasy points. This was sixth overall out of goalie groups so as we move on for the matchups again another good another good week a couple tight matchups um, but now we take a look at the power rankings as we come into week three okay and and staying even at number one no movement there Murdo's turtles now 2-0-0 with 410.9 total fantasy points in the two weeks moving up one spot into the second into the second overall is the Thorn Burners, 2-0-0, with 348.2 fantasy points accumulated thus far. Now a big mover on the week, moving up two spots to third, Hattrick Hayden, as he improves to 1-1 with 340 fantasy points. Down two spots to fourth spot, Menacing Malkins, 1-1 with 311.5 fantasy points. Big mover, once again, up three spots. The biggest mover of the week, up three spots, improving to one-on-one, straws, straws. 
as they have now scored 283.1 fantasy points. Down two spots to sixth, Deuces Kings 1-1 at 282.1 fantasy points. Down one spot to seventh, Bubs Badgers 0-2, 299.2 fantasy points. And down one spot to, to the very bottom, down to eighth, McLean's Monsters 0-2, 245.2 fantasy points. So it will be interesting to see if some of these teams can start to make some moves and start to jump up in the power rankings as we continue along with the season. Now we have a look at some of the transactions that were made in the last week. And we can see on Monday, again, it's the busiest team thus far, Murdo's Turtles, as they dropped Alex Texier from the Blue Jackets and added James Neal from the, from the Oilers. And you got to wonder how Neal was available to be added, as he has just been lighting the lamp like crazy and with five goals in this past week. Also on Monday, Thorns Burners. They are they added Carter Hutton from the Sabres and dropped Drake Batherson from the Senators, as I believe he was dropped down to the AHL as well from Ottawa. On Tuesday, only one move to talk about: Straws Straws making a subtle little move to add Shat- to uh, add Kevin Shattenkirk from the Lightning. On Wednesday, the Thorns Burners back at it again. They add Victor Olofsson from the Sabres and dropping Matt Zuccarello from the Wild. Murdo's Turtles, once again, no surprise, real busy on the, on the free agency and the waiver wire. They dropped a multitude of players. Vince Dunn from the Blues, Brandon Montour from the Sabres, and Wayne Simmons from the Devils. A little racist, but that's fine. They added Jacob Slavin from the Hurricanes. Okay, so an interesting add there from the Turtles. Quite a few guys dropped. Uh, as we move into Thursday, no transactions on Thursday. And it remained a little bit more of a quiet quiet weekend. But before we get there on Friday, Deuces Kings, they dropped Jack Hughes from the Devils. He's been struggling for them as has the whole team, really. So, you know, no no real surprise there. I, I mean, if the Devils could just drop their, whole, drop their whole team, they probably would. But they're just kind of dropping a deuce on the league is what's happened. McLean's Monsters, they were busy on Friday. They dropped James Van Riemsdyk from the Flyers and added Travis Konechny from the Flyers. So teammate for teammate, that might cause a bit of ripple in the, in the real-life Flyers dressing room. I'm not sure if they are aware that that took place for the Monsters. I'm sure that they will get wind of it at some point. And the Medicine Malkins, they rounded things out. They added Anthony Beauvillier from the Islanders on the left wing and then Saturday and Sunday we didn't see any transactions and that led us into uh, into this week so again you see the Murdo's Turtles probably the busiest team on the on the transactions Thorns Burners close behind and it looks like pretty well one to two small little moves by each of the rest of the teams and the one team that you don't see really making any moves in the free agents to try and get really any better is the team that's complaining about not being good enough. And that would be the Bubs Badgers. They're, they, I mean, they didn't make a single move. I think they're, they might have been the only team. Hattrick Hayden, I don't think, had any as well. But he isn't complaining the whole time. Bubs Badgers, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. But I'm going to beat a dead Badger. It, you know, he's got he's to find a way to try and make his team better. Rather than just crying and pissing and moaning that his team isn't good enough to win a championship. To go make them better. Go try and win a championship rather than just try to think you're entitled and should be handed a championship. 
Try and work for it. Try and earn it. You got to earn it, bud. Right? If you don't earn it, bud, you're going to get deleted, bud. Come on. You know this. Come on, Badgers. You're better. And as we take a look at the... At the next week outlook here, it's a divisional week once again. It's our second of two of three weeks, sorry, as week one was also divisional week. This one sees the Deuces Kings line up against the Thorns Burners, and the current score of that one is Thorns Burners leading 59.4 to Deuces Kings 38.8. So the Thorns Burners looking to go to 3-0, and Deuces Kings looking to avoid dropping to a 1-2 start on the season. In the other, the other division matchup, here for the wing night is Murdo's Turtles versus Menacing Malkins. Sorry, that is not the same division. The other, we'll get to that one. Sorry. So we go over to the Whopper Wednesday. Murdo's Turtles and Menacing Malkins. The current score on this one, Murdo's Turtles leading 62.3 to the Menacing Malkins 41.4. Again, I think a lot of this matchup is going to ride on Thursday night and then Saturday as you could see, maybe the Malkins have a big night in there, one of those, and try to overtake the Turtles. But right now, the Turtles are looking like your number one seed in the nation. They look hot. They're ready to go. They're winning again, and they know how to win. They don't just hope for it to happen. They're making it happen. Okay, and then your next matchup in the in the Whopper Wednesday division, Straws, Straws, and Hattrick Hayden. Current, the current score, Hattrick Hayden, 62.7 to Straws, Straws, 30 points. It doesn't look like he's setting his lineups every night. I know there's been some chatter. Some guys are upset. Not sure why you'd be upset about a guy not setting his lineups, as that means it isn't a chance for you to beat them if you're playing them. But again, you can complain about whatever you want. doesn't matter. Straws, straws at the end of the day. Hopefully we'll get it together, as we would love to see a competitive league here and a little bit of balance. But Hattrick Hayden, we got to give him credit. He's off and flying here again in another week. As he'll be looking to probably seal this maybe Thursday night and then just kind of ride high into the weekend. And speaking of riding high, he just got a new job at the weed plant. You don't think that guy will be getting stoned every single night? Then you're joking yourself. So then we go to our game of the week. It's the toilet bowl for the ages. The loser leaves town matchup. It's the Badgers 0-2 versus McLean's Monsters 0-2. And the current score is actually quite high between these two teams. Bob's Badgers 61.3 to McLean's Monsters 54.1. They actually have two of the highest scores overall in the league right now. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Some of their players perhaps starting to pick things up. But again, it's a loser leaves town. The loser's got to get out of here. If you're going to 0-3 on the season, that ain't good. That's hurting your chances. We only have six teams making the playoffs this year, not eight. So you don't want to start 0-3, but one of them is going to. So we'll see what happens in that. But that's going to wrap up our podcast a little bit longer this time as we're into almost about half an hour here of just talking fantasy hockey. It's a lot of fun. I know there's some times in there where maybe some of that information just gets a little, you know, confusing and confuddled, but you know what? We do our best here and and we try to make it easy for you guys to listen to and and try to make it fun along the way. So anyway, I hope your uh, week of fantasy goes a lot better than it looks like mine's probably going to go. And uh, again, we'll see you. We'll see you next week as we uh, we'll be talking week three action. Cheers.